Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am so zestful and happy to hear, happy to have you here today. We are going to talk about rape culture. Um, I have a uh, article that I'm going to read today that was uh, brought about by my listener, uh, David, um, in Vancouver. And uh, if, by the way, if you happen to have any show suggestions or people that you want me to interview or bring on the show, you your voice can be heard. All you have to do is go to my Facebook fan page and uh, post on my wall or send me a private message, and I'll be happy to look at your suggestions, and hopefully we can make that that work. So your voice counts, so make it happen. Um, if, if you haven't done so already, go to uh, my Facebook fan page, the same name as the show, uh, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and hit the like page button in the upper right-hand corner. Hit it a second time to allow notifications, and you will get um, what we're talking about this week, who the guests are, and after the show is over, if there's any relevant links that we talked about, I usually post those links for your convenience after the show. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about the Movember Foundation. This is a uh, foundation that I spotlighted. Um, they, what they do is they raise funds to help uh, curtail early death in men, uh, namely testicular and prostate cancer prevention and also mental health and suicide prevention. So um, all the links are there. We also had the uh, director, the division director um, for the suicide suicide prevention hotline uh, she was on with us also at the second half of the hour her name is uh, Patricia Spielman um, great show great re resources for you or a loved one or a family member that has uh, recently gone through something traumatic such as this such as suicide so um, all those tips are there for you if you want to go back if you've missed that show super easy to do all you have to do is go to Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate, Google the SoundCloud men's advocate, and you can pu pull up the Movember show from last week or any and all of my archive shows. We also have the TuneIn app for your convenience to listen to archived shows as well. Okay, so let's jump into today's topic. We're going to be talking about rape culture. Does consent work? So um, I'm going to read you um, an article that was written uh, by uh, this letter, by this article writer, and he seems to think it does, but I'm going to dissect it for you, tell you of his article actually do work and do apply and which parts don't apply and why, and why you shouldn't take such a casual attitude uh, about it because it's my belief that the sexes are different and a lot of times guys think that certain things work and really they're not working at all. So just because she's not objecting or not saying something um, adverse or different to what you're thinking doesn't mean there's consent. So, um, and, and aside from consent, there are, there is a larger issue uh, that will get her motivated and get her to want sex, which is really what, what your intention is. Consent is sort of uh, this legal terminology word, and we'll get into that in just a moment. And I'm not sure that it's really the best uh, word or demeanor or attitude to have with regard to tackling this problem. So I think a lot of men today are standing down because they really are confused and they don't know how to handle this whole rape culture attitude today. Many men today are letting her lead, but despite what women say, they really don't like that. Women don't like that. It's fun some of the time, but a woman's fantasy sexually is to be taken. So how do you marry those two, you know, opposite transitional pieces of the puzzle? It's really hard today for a guy because a guy is getting mis mixed messages and unfortunately, in some instances, he's coming to the wrong conclusions. Before I get into the article, I want to give a shout out to my friend, 
Steve Clark. I've had him on the show a couple of times before. Uh, he wants to raise his numbers with regard to uh, reforming lifetime alimony. As you remember from his appearances on my show, uh, in the state of California, we need 400,000 signatures to enact a ballot measure. He wants to uh, get closer to that number. He needs your participation. So in the state of California and probably many states across the U.S., if the couple has been married for more than 10 years, she may be entitled to lifetime alimony. Is that fair? That's the question. So there are there are some uh, proponents across the country that are trying to rewrite this law. You know, the law made sense back in the early 60s, but, you know, now that a lot of women are, are good wage earners as well, you know, do they really need all this free money for the rest of their life? So he's trying to, to reform that. What you can do is uh, log on to his site, calimonyreform.org, California calimonyreform.org and I'll post these links on my Facebook fan page. You can also see the actual form uh, that that will uh, collect your signature on my website, themensadvocate.com forward slash men's rights themensadvocate.com forward slash men's rights. So uh, join in on the brigade and uh, let's get these laws changed so they're equitable for both parties. Okay? All right. So I'm going to talk to you today about uh, an article. It's called, I Promise It's Not Lame for, to Ask a Woman for Permission. And this article uh, was written for thegoodmenproject.com. It's uh, written by a gentleman by the name of Dave Buddha. Uh, uh, sorry, Dave Buddha. And six years ago, Dave was accused of rape. He didn't defend himself. Instead, here's what happened instead. So here's his story, and he writes. I met a woman in Houston while on tour as a musician. We exchanged numbers, and when I came back to town a few years later, I looked her up, and we met for food, and then we went back to her place and decided to have sex. Actually, I assumed we decided to have sex because the clothes were coming off and body parts were being pushed together, but there was never any words exchanged or verbal confirmation that we both wanted to have sex. I simply made the move and she didn't say no. I leaned in for a kiss. She didn't say no. I put my hands on her breasts. She didn't say no. I reached down her pants and she didn't say no. So um, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I would love to hear uh, your thoughts and questions about about this uh, particular topic. I'm going to uh, carry on a little bit more after the break uh, with the rest of the article. Call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951 951- 922-3532. Call us uh, right back after the break, and we'll uh, hear more about Dave's story. Thank you. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, 
business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross, on KMET 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Write down our phone number. We have a great show for you in store today. Um, We're talking about rape culture. Does consent work? I'm going to talk about uh, this uh, man who wrote an article for the Good Men Project. Um, it's and uh, he's asking for permission uh, with the woman to have sex. And I'm wondering uh, if you're wondering whether this is an okay tactic to use. Is it effective? I don't think it's effective, and I'll tell you why. There's some parts of his article that are brilliant, and some parts that are not. And the the reason why they're not is because I think the sexes think differently. So you have to address it from her point of view, otherwise it's not going to work. So you can't use male logic to convince uh, her to have sex with you. You have to use female logic to convince her to have sex with you, otherwise it's not going to work so so effectively. All right, so call us at 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. All right, so let's uh, pick up where we left off. Um, he was uh, telling us about uh, he leaned in and, you know, uh, you know, grabbed her breasts and put her put his hands down her pants and she's not saying no so let's let's carry on with his article he says I went on I went through the motions all the way up to and through intercourse. And she didn't say no. So I assumed she was enjoying herself and everything was good. Then after sex was over, and I'll have to admit, it didn't take long, she turned to me and and said the three words that no decent man ever wants to hear. You raped me. I was stunned. It was like... It was as if she told me, you have a carrot growing out of your forehead. I was very clear... That I, that I didn't have a carrot growing out of my forehead, and I was equally clear that I didn't rape her, at least according to my definition, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Thankfully, what I decided to do next was smarter than my previous decision to have sex. I stuck around, and I listened. I didn't defend myself, mostly because I was still in shock that I could ever even be capable of such a thing. I saw that she was upset and decided that whatever I did, I wasn't going to leave her like this. I knew I screwed something up, but I also knew that I had no intention of hurting her, so I stayed and listened desperately trying to demonstrate that I wasn't the guy that she thought I was. Six hours later, and me making a few runs to the local convenience store for snacks, she seemed to be at peace with everything. The sun was coming up, and we parted ways. By the way, this is a very good tactic um, to use if you are completely in shock and in doubt. The best thing to do is to not run away. Like, try to work it out, try to play it out, try to see where she's coming coming from because this is your best opportunity of um, changing her mind. So, you know, sometimes when guys run away because they don't know how to deal with the situation, um, you know, it's really hard to to turn that around later when she's not in front of you. Um, So that was good thinking on on his behalf. Okay, so he goes on to say, Although I still felt confused, I had communicated to her that I genuinely cared, at which point that was all I could hope for. I wish I could say I turned things around immediately, 
But the truth was I had no idea what I did wrong. I thought that because she didn't say no, that I did my job, but I was wrong. I realized that to understand consent and permission, I didn't just need to get an unequivocal yes, but I also needed to understand a woman's experience and when yes really means yes. And when when is that? The more I talked to women about their experience, the more I realized it wasn't at all like mine. I rarely feel unsafe. And when I leave a bar at 2 in the morning, I'm mostly thinking about where can I find an all-night taco stand, not will I get assaulted on my way to the car. I never said no to someone and been afraid that they would become violent. I never walked through a crowded bar and been afraid that someone will grope me. When I began to understand this, it changed the way I talked to women about sex. I needed them to understand that my standard of yes was no longer I'm okay with this as it was in the past, but nothing short of of a 100% enthusiastic, a full body yes would do. It was also clear that I would celebrate their no if that was what was true for them. I would explain to them that no was just as valuable to me as a yes because the goal wasn't to move things forward sexually. It was to create an environment where we felt both the freedom to speak into what we wanted and the patience to discover what that is. Using what was the foundation on which we did uh, together was built and if that wasn't there, nothing was possible. A funny thing started to happen after I would give these speeches to women. I would hear things like, I've never had anyone actually care about what I wanted. So you mean I can tell you what I want and you'll listen? I wish more men communicated like this. What a relief and thank you. The more I talked to women about permission and consent, the more I saw how rare it was, even for good or conscientious conscientious uh, men like me to show this kind of concern over a woman's experience. Often I would talk to women for hours before we had sex, but because I refused to move forward, if if, uh, there was even the slightest doubt about it being a true yes. The more I stressed the importance of communication with women I was with, the better my experiences became. The more I slowed down our interaction and brought awareness to speaking our desires, the hotter we would get for each other. I started having experiences that were incredibly fulfilling, both sexually and emotionally. Women would tell their friends about me. One woman even joked about starting a Yelp page and giving me a five-star review. And yet, when I would explain this to men and enroll them in the idea of allowing a woman's desires to lead the interaction versus their agenda for sex, I would occasionally get the comment, but that sounds so lame. I used to think that too. In fact, I even know where it comes from. Ignorance. It's ignorant to believe that my experience as a man is the same as her experience as a woman. It's ignorant to think that because I feel good with moving things forward that she would too. When I slowed things down, I noticed that not only was I not checking in with her, I wasn't checking in with myself. Am I really ready to move things forward sexually? Once I started asking myself that question honestly, I found that there were things I wanted to communicate, especially because I wanted to create something so special, not not just to check the boxes. I wanted to know if there was anyone uh, who would be upset if we were together. I wanted to know when the last time she got tested was. And I wanted to share my results. I wanted to know a few things that would really turn her on and a few things that would turn her off. And I wanted to share my own. Most of all, I wanted to know that she had a clear mind and I wanted to know uh, what was in the way of her being 100% yes, not because I had an agenda to get somewhere, but because it would help us feel safe with each other. In conclusion, 
if I could insert myself into the brains of every man on earth and drop one piece of wisdom, it would be this. When women don't have a voice, everyone loses. That's the thing I never got until I finally did. Everything I wanted sexually, everything I worked so hard to get in my 20s was available all along. And it wasn't because I didn't have enough game. It was because I believed that on some level, I had to convince women to want to have sex. Well, this may not come as a big surprise, but it's worth repeating. Women love sex. In fact, I found that women love sex even more than men. But they only love sex under the right conditions. Much like a garden won't grow without the right soil, water, and care, women won't express themselves sexually unless they feel safe. And we, as men, have the brilliant opportunity to create that. And when we don't, we're simply shooting ourselves in the foot. When women don't feel safe, they don't want to have sex. Then because no one is having sex, it becomes scarce, and men chase after it even more. The women withhold it more, and we have to play games and coerce each other to get something we both already wanted in the first place. Welcome to the insanity of today's culture. It doesn't have to be this way. There are places on earth earth where women feel safe and men take a stand for things like permission and true consent. I've been there, and you know what happens at these places? People have a lot of sex, and they feel great afterwards. But when women don't have a voice, everyone loses. But when women have a voice, everyone wins. So, men, which world are you helping to create? Okay, let me chime in here and give you my opinion of what is going on. You know, when I first... uh, heard of this article I thought you know when are those female robots coming out to replace men having to deal with this issue this crazy rape culture issue so in my view it's a poor choice of words to use the word consent consent is not the right word consent is a legal term okay permission and consent it's a legal term so it makes sex seem even more disconnected than it is, which is the opposite of what most women want. So you don't want to be using a buzzword just because you think it sounds right. You want to be using words that are effective that she will, res- that she will positively respond to. So consent is a buzzkill word to use with her. So here is the better word to use. Instead of consent, Women want to be heard. It tells them that they matter. Um, For those of you who have read my book, uh, Mastering Women, it's one of the four key tenets is what I call third C, caring. You have, every guy has to have this element as one of the four characteristics to win any woman over. So it's to win her over for the night, just to have sex with her, or to win her over on the other end of the spectrum that she is your long-term girl caring. You have to, um, you know, express that word that you care about her. So meaning that uh, her voice is being heard and that you're there to uh, create a safe environment in order to have sex. So it's not... It's not really about the word consent. Consent is too cold of a word, and she may say, yes, I consent to sex, but those are empty words because from her point of view, she's not attaching the emotional connection to that that cold, hard, legal word. So she might say yes and go along with things because... The way that women operate is instead of using their fists to protect themselves, they are using their words to protect themselves. So she might actually feel unsafe, but she's going to say, yes, I consent, in order to lessen um, her fear and lessen that you might be violent with her or um, aggravate her in some way or uh, over 
overtake her in some way where she cannot defend herself. So be careful with your choice of, of words. It's, uh, it's very, very important. So if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. Call us on this topic, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to go over more of my comments on his tips on what did work and what didn't work. We'll talk to you soon. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are currently talking about rape culture. Does consent work? Does asking for consent work? Um, I'm, I just uh, read to you an article that was published in the Good Men Project um, by a uh, writer, Dave Buddha. And uh, we're dissecting his article to see what works. By the way, if you want to find out the real deal, what really does work, you might want to uh, head on over to Amazon and check out my book, Mastering Women. Um, my, my men tell me that it's an absolute Bible of anything and everything you could think of with regard to interacting with a woman and how to win her over, how to be confident, how to be an an effective person, all this while being uh, polite, having manners, being a gentleman. You don't have to be an a-hole. You don't have to lie. You don't have to deceive her. I teach you the real deal on how to get through to your woman. Um, actually, at the moment, I'm offering a 10-day holiday cyber deal. Uh, you can use this deal either for your friends or pass it out as a gift during the holidays. Um, so I'm going to give you a full refund on your purchase price if you do the following. All you have to do is buy any and all of my books, write an Amazon review, send me the proof of purchase from now until December 10th. That's now until December 10th. And then once you do write your review, uh, send me the link or a screen pic of that. 
and I will give you a full refund. So basically, you can read uh, any or all of my books for free. So that would be uh, Mastering Women, also the book for the ladies, Hitched in 90 Days or Less, and thirdly, the, the uh, small mini book. It's a business book that you can apply to most business situations or actually most personal situations as well called The C Factor. So get in on that now. Uh, show me your proof of purchase between now and December 10th, and you'll get a full refund when you write your review. Okay, so back to our article here. Um, he writes, uh, I promise it's not lame to ask for a woman's permission by Dave Buddha. Okay, so another thing that he is saying is, you know, that he's spending a, an awful lot of time talking to her, you know. Um, is that a good strategy? And I say it's not a quantity thing. It's, it has more to do with your being effective. So men who are effective can get this handled in a sentence or two. So it's not a matter of, you know, spending the next six hours talking about consent. Because if you're still uh, unsure, if you still have uncertainty, if you are tentative, if you're not coming across like a man, all of these things are not going to work in your favor. So you, you, you really don't have to spend hours and hours with her. You just have to know the correct words to use, the, the correct demeanor, have confidence, be polite, have manners, but get the job done. So that's what this is about, okay? Um, actually, I have a, a caller on the line. His name is uh, David from Vancouver. He's the one that suggested this article to me. Uh, welcome, David, to the program. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Linda. Good to talk to you again. Awesome. So tell me what inspired you to send me this, uh, this article. Uh, what was it about it that caught your eye? Well, it uh, appeared on my newsfeed actually, and I just uh, I read it and uh, I could kind of understand uh, his point of view. Like, whoa, what did I do wrong? And at the and uh, and uh, and as I kept reading, I was going, I was thinking like, oh great, this is just by some crazy feminist. And I kept going, no, 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 okay, I see that uh, you know there's uh, the other side is, uh, you know, I can understand the other point of view as well, right? You know. And and it's like it just looks like this is just a one big thing that like there's uh, just a missing missing link of communication going on here and uh, and uh, if it's not addressed it's going to affect both people you know and so yeah yeah and, definitely uh, yeah and um, you know listening to your show it's not a uh, it's it's not a it's not a, a gender war confrontational type of show it it, it brings people together so I thought it'd be the great good atmosphere to talk about it you know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your thinking of me. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, I think a lot of men today, they are so confused. Um, they put such a spin on, on this term, rape culture, <laughs> that I think a lot of guys are afraid to go out of their house. I mean, it's just some of these guys are just throwing up their hands. They're watching, you know, porn all day or playing video games mm -hmm. all day. And or waiting for that female robot to uh, arrive in the mail, and they just don't want to deal with any of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, um, you know, one thing I would like to impart to the guys is to give them a skill set on how to deal with this when it happens and how to be mm -hmm. proactive with it. And, you know, you don't have to be fearful of it if you know how to deal with it. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure when I when I when I when I read the article. I'm not how not not entirely sure of how I feel about uh, it being legitimate that he was accused of. Obviously, by reading the article, the guy had no intentions of hurting this person, right? Right. And he was willing to listen. He wanted to know what did I do wrong. You know what I mean? Like he he was coming from a position of. Uh, I want to understand this other person's point of view. He, he is not coming from the point of view of somebody who's out to be a predator, right? And one of the things is like, you know, I, I would not want to see like a somebody like him who had no intention of doing wrong and who actually wants to um, understand the, the, you know, the opposite gender's point of view. 
uh, a guy like him obviously would not need his reputation or his life destroyed with an accusation like that if it got blown out of hand. You know what I mean? Um, that's one thing that comes to right. mind, you know. Um, you know, um, uh, and um, and then the other thing that came to mind when I read the article was that uh, um, at the real heart of the article was just that uh, there's a, there's a, there's an expressed desire of a female to be listened to and understood and have uh, her intentions respected and understood, right? That's like at the real core at the heart of it, and. Uh, Men listening to women and having a clear communication is very important, so that there's no one, no misunderstanding, and vice versa. Men, women with men as well. Um, I think it would be interesting uh, to have, uh, you know, to have I don't know, maybe female callers call in and discuss how uh, you know uh, experiences they've had, where they they talk about like uh, how did they give verbal consent and and how was it worked out in a way that didn't spoil the mood, right? That's what I think. What I, I bet a lot of guys are thinking right now if they're listening to the show going, well, like, isn't that going to make it weird? You know, like, uh, do I have permission? You know, and so it's like, right. you know, just to get that, just to get, you know, even just to have people, uh, you know, call in and, and share their experiences that, you know, what happened to make it positive for everybody involved and how is it, how is it done in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a tactful way, right? And, right. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times when uh, women use the term rape culture, it's not necessarily that they're trying to accuse the guy of rape because reading this article, I really did get the sense, much like you, that he had no intention of overpowering her or raping her or doing anything against her will. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the reason why women respond in this manner is because they can't put the feeling to the words. So mm-hmm. rape culture is a you know big buzzword today, and that's the first thing that pops in their head, and that's what spills out of their mouth. I think what they mm-hmm. would rather say, if they could put it to words, is that didn't feel right, or I was uncomfortable with, uh, or I was uncomfortable when you did such and such. And, you know, it's that lack of safety that she doesn't go in that direction. Now, remember, a lot of times guys are very linear and they're very direct and they're using yes or no questions like, you know, do you consent to sex? Well, females don't generally operate that way. They're not very linear. So to go in that either in the territory of feelings, which I know is hard for guys, there are 30 different feelings um, in the human uh, nature that you can either go in that direction or if that's not comfortable and accessible to most guys, another thing you can do is not be linear. In other words, ask an open-ended question and then based on how she answers that question, meaning not a yes-no question, but based on how she answered the, answers that question, maybe you can deduce where she's going with this and what her feelings are. Yeah. And it's, uh, another it's, it's... area for a guy to go into is this issue of safety. So, again, I write in my book, uh, Mastering Women, number one at the top of the list is um, to protect and provide. So when you're having sex, that feeling of being the protector, that you're going to create a safe environment, you don't mean to do uh, harm to her body, you don't mean to do harm emotionally to her, you want to make a safe culture and environment to where it's inviting, where she's on board and she wants to go along uh, for the ride. So, um, you know, a lot of that has to do, like I was saying before, it's not a quantity thing. It has to do with the guy's demeanor. The guy has to come from a place of being respectful and having manners, but also having that confidence gene. And a lot of guys get into trouble because they don't have the confidence. So then it comes across as you're forcing the confidence, what I call fake confidence confidence, which is sort of Mm -hmm. like being cocky and being arrogant. Those are fake versions of confidence. It's not confidence for real. So what I would say to a guy like that is let's get you on board with how to find out how to be confident for real. So you're not coming across as you know, arm twisting or being pushy or being violent with her or being creepy for that matter. So um, having that inner confidence really helps 
a lot with a lot of these issues. Definitely, and it it uh, it seems to be that uh, that uh, you know just going through the whole article, it, it's a it's a tug of war between how the male brain works and how the female brain works. It they, really they work is. Different ways. You know, it's like in his mind, he is thinking with male logic. Right. You know, that it, it's totally male logic, and uh, and then he's and 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 uh, how and he's interpreting her actions as as if she were a man thinking thinking with a man's mind <laughs> right and 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 and, so, and, uh, and uh yeah so exactly right david so just just like in business um you want to address your audience at their playing field in other words if you're showing up to play football you don't show up on the field field wearing basketball clothes you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I know a, guy, a lot of guys, they they just revolt against, well, why should I kowtow to the way that she wants to hear it? Well, first of all, you don't want to be accused of rape. And second of all, you want to be successful. So much mm-hmm. like the athlete that's showing up on the court with the wrong, you know, gear, you don't want to be that person. Um, if you mm-hmm. show up in a business meeting and you're supposed to have a suit and a tie on, then that's what you do. If you show up to a business meeting and you're supposed to have your uh, notes prepared or your PowerPoint presentation prepared, then that's what you do. You do your homework before you show up to that meeting. You don't say, oh, well, it's not important, and then you know your, your, your business meeting is going to go down the drain. So this is the same thing. So you guys need to get over yourselves. You need to speak her language and her language is unfortunately for most women it's not being linear and direct because you may get an answer but the answer may not be worthy she just may be saying whatever you know to to go along to get along and really that's not where her heart is at all and then you know you're going to get slapped with a summons the next day um accusing you of rape Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and uh and as you're saying earlier the importance of language and uh you know um if our language is limited then our consciousness is going to be limited if uh if uh if i give you a hammer all you're going to see in the world is nails right so exactly. uh if you have to in- increase a person's vocabulary and increase their vocal paradigm uh, to enable them to to, to see uh, to, to have a broader view of uh, of of the world, understand themselves, understand how to articulate their emotions, uh, understand how to articulate other people's, and and uh, and when you're able to do that, you're you're able to communicate effectively, right? Absolutely, David. Hold that thought. Stay on the line with me. I have another caller on the line. Uh, Jai is with us. Uh, thank you, Jai, for uh, joining our program. Oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you very much. Hey, Jai. Jai is actually a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> he, he, uh, David was the one who informed me, uh, who first showed me the article. Um, I think I, uh, I, I got to call shenanigans um, in the whole women are uh, crying rape is the only way, or in the in the instance that you used, when you said crying rape may be the only way she was able to express what was going on or what went on. And my explanation is twofold because, one, you figure there's 140,000 words that are available in words with friends alone, and you need to tell me that in this case, this particular woman couldn't come up, the only three words that she could come up with were, you raped me. I... That shows, at the very least, a lack of articulation on her part, because she can't of course, figure but that, out but that any is other what's going way. on. Rape culture is such a buzzword today. It's first and foremost in the in the minds of most twenty uh, something year old women. I don't know if you've ever watched the the show Family Feud, but uh, you you get you know you have x amount of milliseconds to hit that buzzer, and then once you hit the buzzer, you're supposed to come up with the answer to whatever the host question is, right? And these people come up with the strangest answers, answers ever because they're they're in the local media you know they're there it's like a buzzword and that buzzword comes to mind more quickly than 
whatever her true thoughts are. I'm not saying it's right. I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying how, you know, the human endeavor is, this is what comes out of her mouth. And if that's the case, then she, in that, in those same, in those same amount of milliseconds that go by that it takes for her to hit the metaphorical buzzer, as it were, yeah, she also needs to take stock of, <clears throat> excuse me, she needs to also take stock of the implications that those words have on him. And I say that as somebody who has been falsely accused, it never went as my circle of friends, but when you're around them and they look like, you know, dude, I don't want anything to do with you. Or when, you know, what, what initially counted as, you know, playful flirting, and then all of a sudden she's like, if you do this again, all of a sudden she changes her mind and she says, if you touch me again, um, I'm going to have you arrested for sexual harassment. And you're like, well, wait a minute, you were playing along with this game too. Oftentimes, women don't take stock in any of stock in any of that. They don't take stock that that kind of a claim is just as damaging to us as a rape claim is to them. And that's not to say that one person's uh, burden is heavier than the other, but they certainly need to understand that you can't just go throwing around that kind of phrase, especially in this instance when I clearly didn't mean anything. When the woman clearly at least in any sane person's uh, perspective, both parties were willing participants. So it's not like somebody all of a sudden just said, you know, this was great, I had a great time, or she got mad, I kept, and she raped me. You know, what was she expecting? Or something else entirely. But she has to understand, like you said, in those same amount of milliseconds, she has to understand that, the implications of that, they affect his work, they affect his freedom, they affect his future, they affect where he can go, they affect where he can live, they affect who he will and will not associate with for the rest of his life. Thankfully, in this instance, he was smart enough to say, okay, to do as you suggested and not run and try to figure out exactly what he did or what it was that she didn't like or what it was that she didn't feel comfortable with. But for her to default to a buzzword or a catchphrase because she thought it would be cool is really inexcusable. And it is, it is inexcusable, with- and I do agree with you. And one of the reasons why I'm a men's advocate is because I think the playing field is terribly lopsided today. I think it's uh, men are at a terrible disadvantage with uh, public sentiment and it seems like you know and anything a woman says that's what sticks and the guy sort of has to is already accused and assumed to be guilty uh, whether it's on this matter or in uh, family law courts or with regard to divorce cases I mean it just you know a, a guy is working behind the eight ball and and I don't like it so when I do talk to my women's groups I do try to you know unravel some of this brainwashing from the media that women are getting what I'd rather have the the first thing that comes out of the woman's mouth if she feels like that is I'd rather have her say something to the effect of whoa Jai I feel uncomfortable when you touch me that way or when you push me that way. And then you can back off and see, okay, well, what would feel better or what can I do instead? That would be honest communication. But unfortunately, these women are not told that. They are brainwashed to automatically tell the guy, oh, it's rape. Just like a a second grader is automatically told, you know, that if your parent reprimands you, oh, well, here's the Child Protective Services number. Your parent is in the wrong and they're not allowed to touch you. That's not true, by the way. The parent can spank you on the bottom they can't use their fist and they can't use an object like a belt or a hanger but if they want to have an open hand and spank you on the bottom that is perfectly legal but anyway they don't teach all that to a second grader they just say look here's the phone number for child protective services if your mom or dad does any of this you know you have rights as a second grader that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing with with brainwashing the women I agree with you and it's absolutely wrong now do you think and and this may be me playing devil's advocate, 
do you think that maybe part of this, the onus is on men as well? Because we're pretty much raised to believe that when it comes to sex, it's just, you know, it's particularly with one night stand, one night stands, especially with one night stands, that there's yeah. this, uh, there, a woman is this thing to be conquered. And, you know, all you go back to your friends like, dude, I had her speaking in six different languages and calling <laughs> me daddy and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even have to tell her anything or she didn't have to tell me how to do it like this because everything that I did was right. Do you think that the macho role that men are pretty much brought up into having, particularly during sex, where it's just like, hey, man, no woman needs to tell me what to do. I tell her what to do and I tell her what to like and I just do it, and she likes it. Do you think that has something to do with it also? It does, but, you know, here is the the great divide here. (laughs) Women like that, despite what's coming out of their mouth otherwise. It's it's practically every woman's fantasy to be taken, Mm -hmm. meaning that the guy is so confident that if he's got a special move, and, okay, maybe it's a little bit 10% too hard or harder than she'd like it or whatever it is, Secretly, if it's presented, if the guy has the right demeanor, it all boils all boils down to, to a guy's confidence. If he's got the right demeanor, he can get away with it. If he doesn't yeah. have the right demeanor, she's going to call rape. So that's why I say it's so important to get that characteristic down, to get that inner confidence thing down. And a lot of times you have to get it down you know, through business or a hobby or a sport or something that you're good at that has nothing to do with the woman. And then that confidence spills over to how you interact with women. So um, great thoughts, you guys. Uh, if if um, you want to know more about this subject, uh, I'll, I'll be happy to, to talk to you on my Facebook fan page, uh, the Men's Advocate Show. Make sure you hit the, uh, the like page button. Take advantage of the 10-day holiday special from now until December 10th. Buy uh, Mastering Women or any and all of my books. Uh, show me your receipt and your review, and you'll get a 100% refund on your purchase price. So we'll see you next time on the Men's Advocate Show. That's Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Ciao for now.